0: This will be a game night. to remember. Oh boy. Mm. We don't need a board, and we do not need pieces.
1: We won't need any extra rudeness, either. Pump it up!
0: Pump it,
2: pump it up! I just want to wish you the best of luck tonight. Bye! Pump it up!
0: Pump it up! Pump, it up. Pump, pump! Grab your dice and your
3: sweet tea, cause it's time for Southern Fried Game Night. Open
2: up! What is going on, everybody? My name is Jay, and this is Southern Fried Game Night, and I'm here with...
1: Hey, this is Adam. And I am David. And this is Chip.
2: You guys are fantastic. You can definitely tell this is our very first podcast. (laughs) We really appreciate you guys tuning into this trash, because that's what it is so far. (laughs) So, uh... We all just got back. Well, me, Adam, and David just got back from Dice Tower Con. Mr. Chip didn't get to go way up there in Rochester, New York. I'm
3: sorry, man. I thought we were talking about Star Wars Destiny. This is going to be great. (laughs) We're actually talking about real board games. This is going to be amazing. And you did it for like three days. (laughs)
2: Risk. Awesome. Risk, Monopoly, 40K Monopoly. Oh, yes. Can't wait. (laughs) So we all had an absolute blast at Dice Tower Con. And we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences, some of the new games we played while we were there. And uh, Adam and his son actually pitched their very first game to some publishers while they were there. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about the games we've played recently. Adam, do you have a game you've played recently that you have really been enjoying or not enjoying?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I played with my wife we got back and played the new century um i guess eastern wonders game and uh it was a it was a really good time so we picked that up at dice Terracon, came back i know that's one of my wife's favorite games so you know essentially what you're doing is moving your ship around on the board and uh gathering different ingredients or different spices and trading them up and upgrading your spices as you go along the board and trying to compete with the other players as you uh, fill different orders that are in the ports. And uh, it's been a really good game. Uh, I think I actually like it better than the original Spice Road. It's got a little bit more uh, meatiness to it, and it's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, We picked up the player mat, and it's been really beautiful, and it just looks great on the board.
2: It's definitely way more meaty than the first one because you're... Like I can totally see someone getting analysis paralysis with this game because there's so many different places you can go to change whatever cubes you want. It's basically like Century but you have all the cards available to you at the start of the game and you can go to whichever one you want to go to.
0: Yeah, there's definitely all those different mats or different uh ports where you can put your ports in i guess and harbors and and there's a lot of different ways to upgrade right away so you don't have to look at the cards and i know i, I know i'm gonna make fun of them a little bit but i know your dad didn't actually have an analysis paralysis at the tap house the other night it was, <laughs> uh, it was our, we had our college one of our college students come out and play and she she sat there with her hands on her head staring at the board for about 10 <laughs> minutes so it was she kind of i think she did well i think she liked the game she struggled a little bit but i know two player was a lot different than the four player because the boards fill up really quickly and then you know, yeah there's you to know, pay one cube in a, yeah. in a multiplayer game and two in a two-player game so it looked quite a bit different um, played a little bit different but both great so it's been a really good game
2: excellent I I definitely recommend getting the mat for this game because it just helps so much laying those tiles out.
0: Yeah. um, Did you guys play it, David? Did you guys use the mat that we gave you guys for a bit? Yeah, we have. And, you know, it is a
1: totally different game playing with two people than with four. Absolutely. I wonder if, like, the strategy for playing with four is definitely getting the port tokens as opposed to just trying to clear out all of your little... Outposts and revealing all of those um, points that
0: come along on your player board. I mean, I got beat by my wife doing, and she cleared out her player board, and I got more of the victory points, so I actually lost that one in the two-player game.
3: Wow! Have so you played she, it before, Mister Chip? Um, so I've seen it in the f- the first version of that game. So somehow these two link together, correct? Is that did you mention that yet? How they
0: like the interaction? Yeah, with we each
2: haven't other? we haven't tried it yet. Okay. Adam said he considered putting them together he just hasn't had a chance to
0: i'm really looking forward to yeah. it i think it's so you can do both you can either move your ship and upgrade your cubes or you can grab the cards and use them and i think it's going to be it'll add a whole nother level to the game for sure
3: so i played a game a while ago that i really liked and it, I, I don't know if it's similar it's called cinquitare you ever played that game it's i haven't like, tried it it's like moving fruit and vegetables and <laughs> i don't know isn't there one about mushrooms too i mean it sounds i, I mean listen the plot sounds great sounds really great (laughs) but um yeah no i want to hear about linking them together that sounds really good
2: it does it does sound awesome have you played any games recently uh david
1: yeah uh so tracy and i have been playing a lot of new games recently but the one that we i guess have really enjoyed the most right now is role player and even though it's not a new game um it's been out for what two years now maybe um it, it. it does have a new expansion that's within the last eight months, I think, came out, uh, Monsters and Minions. And it is a really fun game. Um, It's dice. You each have your own uh, player board, which is a character, and you're building out uh, the different traits and qualities of that character and by rolling dice and selecting them, purchasing stuff from a marketplace. Um, But with the... Monsters and Minions expansion, you actually get to use the character that you're creating to go up and battle these minions uh, that come up during the market phase of the game. And then at the very end of the game, everybody rolls to fight the boss monster. And depending on how you score against uh, the monster, it gives you a particular amount of stars that go on to your um End of victory point counting there. We got the player mat, too. That's one of those games that just is totally enhanced the whole experience with having a uh, player mat out there uh, for all of the cards to go on uh, or a mat for the game. And, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, surprisingly, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did, but I'm, I'm kind of with uh, you. I don't know why I would ever play Sagrada again.
2: Exactly. Last year, for I played Sagrada at Dice Tower Con for the, for the very first time, and then this year I played Roleplayer for the very first time at Dice Tower Con, and I have like I didn't like Sagrada that much at first, and then once I played this, I was like, why will I ever? play sagrada
3: again so quick just a quick fun fact um not every not every couple likes to play uh dungeon monster (laughs) demon games so i'm just saying there's a chance my wife might like to play stained glass themed games more than whatever you're fighting at the end of this game just
2: that's true so. That is very true. Very I mean, my true. fiance would, my fiance would like Sagrada better.
3: Your fiance plays like patchwork and stuff, doesn't she?
2: She does. Okay.
3: Yeah. So I'm guessing, uh, yes, yeah, Segreta is a little better entryway. But it sounds like a good game. The role player sounds fun.
1: It is fun. Um, it's it is there is a different playing experience between the two, even though they both are, you know, dice rolling and allocating dice and filling out patterns or whatever like that. Uh, there is a completely different kind of experience in, in the two, two games. One is a bit more puzzly than the other. I think Sagrada is definitely more puzzly than um, Roleplayer is. But I just like the theme
0: of yeah. Roleplayer a lot.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah,
0: I think I'm the only one at Dice TowerCon that didn't play this over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get to play eventually. Why was I'm, it, I'm looking forward to it? I'm why was this the it.
3: hotness? Was it is it a re-release that like reprinting or something like that? Like why did this get Because it's been out a while, right? Is it the?
2: It actually wasn't in the hot games. Okay. It's just we all tried it. More, okay. me, and, me and David tried it for the first time at gotcha. Nightstar nice Con because of the new expansion.
1: Right. Gotcha. The The new expansion has been out, I think, within the last six months. And so that's kind of given a, a I don't know, a resurgence, um, an appeal for people, particularly who did not play it when just the role player version came out by itself, the base game. Um the monsters and minions just added a whole nother level of strategy and play to the game. And I think a lot of people just uh, that missed it the first go around and hadn't tried it, just decided, Hey, I'm going to try it now. It's got something else. So we'll give it a whirl. And it's really, really good.
2: Oh yeah. Totally. It's awesome. All right, Mr. Chip, what game have you played recently? That's not star Wars destiny.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, it's, you know, I'm very jealous now that you all had your little, gaming club went down yeah. to florida and all the people i, I watched all the videos about it, it looked amazing um yeah so it's a it's a very unique euro it's called ticket to ride i don't know if you have ever heard of it oh great yeah no. that's the first <laughs> time you played it <laughs> i heard yeah i heard it was a really good game and very complicated no the uh so the what? game that we've been playing a lot um we like secret identity games and uh and that seems to span the ages. You know, we've got kids who are, you know, on the younger side, and then we've got uh, all the way up to to my mother who will engage in a game or two uh, if we can convince her. I don't know if she'd play role player, but um, and uh, so Secret, Secret Hitler's been the game. And fun fact about that game: uh, the first time we pulled it out, we were in uh, it was Easter vacation. We were visiting up in New Jersey, um, and it's we had to actually talk to my children to say, look. I know we're playing this fun game and it's really exciting and, and none of us are Nazis, but uh, when you get back to school, you cannot tell people that you played Secret Hitler on Easter. No, like no one is going to understand this whatsoever. But uh, it's a really great it's a really great game, and if you've ever heard the uh, designers talking about it, you, you could tell they put a lot of work into it and just understand that the the concept of secret identity games. And my one daughter who's a little bit younger, she loves um, One Night Werewolf. And it's mm-hmm. just, that's like totally random, you know, and I know there's a lot of people who like that game, but it's just, that's not for me. And Secret Hitler is just, I absolutely love it. Jay, have you played that game?
2: I haven't tried it yet and I've been dying to try it. I hear it's so good.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it, it can really uh, scale to a lot of players. So, I mean, I, I think that one, I think they say five, but you don't want to be playing that game with five. You really want it to be seven or nine. Um, yeah. And it's just, I just love it. It's my favorite game going right now. So that's uh, that's the game, yeah. Uh, I've been playing.
2: Fantastic. Have you guys played Secret Hitler?
0: Haven't had a chance to play Secret Hitler yet, but yeah, um, I, I know my trying. my daughter really loves these social deduction type games yeah. too, and, I, and we had a chance to play Two Rooms and a Boom, and I think that might have been her favorite game at yeah. the convention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old That's, is she, by yeah. the way? She's uh she's turning 11. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, she, played, she played The Thing and Secret – or not Secret Hitler. She played Two Rooms and a Boom and just had a blast yeah. doing it. So um, I think she was – running around trying to figure everything out and she <laughs> i know i know in the thing she had it all figured out so she loves those types of games that's so awesome i haven't played secret hitler either but
1: um the two rooms in a boom at dice tower was great
3: how many people uh, can play uh, th- that can like facilitate a pretty large group can it
1: yeah like 30
3: that's pretty cool <laughs> very cool it was
2: really good um but yeah so There you go, Secret Hitler, Two Rooms and a Boom. The game I'm going to talk about, I played for the very first time at Dice Tower Con. My dad owns it, and I've played it like three times, I think. It's called Starship Samurai. This is by Plaid Hat Games, designed by Isaac Vega, and I love this game. This game has awesome components from the mech miniatures, the samurai guys, um, to the little ships that you get. The artwork looks good. The graphic graphic design could be a little bit better, but the gameplay is just amazing. I love... It's super take that. Like, if you don't want to get your... If you get your feelings hurt very easily in games that are, like, <laughs> killing each other, you don't need to play this game whatsoever. Would you guys agree with that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, 100%. It, it, 100%. It definitely has a little take that in it, just a little bit, just a little bit.
2: <laughs> so it's it's this it's kind of like this smash up type area control. In smash up, you have four different cards that have like a limit. Well, this one has four different cards that have not necessarily necessarily a limit, but each card has a, a max amount of characters that can be on it, and it's that area control. So whoever has the most control in that area at the end of the round gets that card and uh leaves the area and then a new one comes out so it's got that same smash up type area control and then you also have this action point kind of thing where you have everyone gets four turns per round and you have a token that's one token that has a two token that has a three and a token that has a four and then you have different actions you can use and if you use the one you get to do that action once if you use the four you get to do that action four times so there's like move gain resources gain cards and uh, spawn guys i think i can't remember what the last one was but it creates this interesting dynamic where you don't like, you can save your four for the end of the round when everyone's already moved all their guys. So now I get to move four guys in and kill your people, which is interesting. But then you're not using the four to get cards, and the cards are really, really good. So it has this cool little action little I don't know how you would explain it but it's really fun and then it's also got this tug of war so like when you get a point in it you can either take it from your opponent or it goes up on your track so you're kind of pulling these clans to your side kind of like uh, politics in a way
1: yeah absolutely you can definitely use diplomacy to um kind of I don't know negotiate
0: uh in there if you want yeah that's where i made my mistake in the game for sure i went all the way up all those tracks and then it was a big target and everybody went after me so right. so <laughs> yeah, i really,
2: so no, I really enjoyed it did you guys like it
0: oh
1: yeah yeah i, I love the game i mean it's it's got all it's, it's several great mechanisms like uh it's action point allowance stuff area control area movement hand management set collection. I mean, and it's science fiction, and I love anything set in a space kind of context. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great, and, and plus it's Asian, Asian
0: space. I mean, <laughs> what's not to like about that, right? I think, I think that was my favorite game we played the whole time we were down there. It was, it was a great game. Um, nice. Definitely loved everything about it. Artwork was amazing. Good, you know, interaction between all the players. Had a great time playing it. And it was a blast.
3: Have you Good heard day. of this game yet, Mr. Chip? Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I don't want to poo-poo on your little party here. I just <laughs> what you, you think? <laughs> take, take, take that is tough for me. It really like I that is not my so I was watching a review on this game and I, I'm I'm like you where the the theme, the style, like I'm looking at the miniatures, like they look everything looks amazing. And then right. they say take that mechanic. And I switch it, switch it off. I just, I don't know. I really, that's not, that's not my favorite style.
1: Wait a minute. Do, do you play
3: Destiny at all? I, I Listen, I play Happy decks and I never win. So that's not a big problem. <laughs> like, I mean, that is never an issue for me. But yeah, I, but, and that's, you know, it's it's player versus player too. And this is, like you said, like you were moving up a track and then everybody decided to gang up on you. And like, what can you sure. do? Like what mechanic helps you? to get that advantage I, I don't know but it looks amazing there's no
1: doubt
0: about it i, I don't know what mechanic helps you in the in the end because i mean what was your strategy what was your strategy there david pick on the guy that was uh
1: yeah no i was i was bound to lose so i pulled my youngest son jonah i pulled one of his stunts and that is to go suicide bomber on everybody There you go. if i'm gonna lose i'm gonna hurt everyone that i can and so that's what happened
0: <laughs> this is one I will not get with my family because very similar to to you, they do not do take that all that well. So I'm sure I would have kids rolling around on the ground beating each other up. And then, yeah, and, and so I'll just come over to your house and play because it, it's a it's a I loved the game. It's it's been in my brain. I can't. It's one I would love to get back out again. And you know I'm up. I'm visiting my brothers right now. We would have a blast playing that game. So maybe we'll pick it up and play it here. But in my family there's no way they would, they would kill each <laughs> other what's what is hilarious about
1: take that with my family i have four kids jeremiah and jonah are brothers and i have two daughters but it doesn't matter what game Jonah plays, <laughs> right. it turns into a take-back game. Right. <laughs> I, inevitably, we, we have Charterstone laid out on the game table right now. We're supposed to go on to game two. We played game one last night, and it turned into a take-back See? game. I'm, how is this even possible?
3: Because it's Southern Fried Game Night. That's how you do it out there. <laughs> like Forbidden Island is no longer a cooperative gr- game in your house. Like That's insane. Uh, we played survive. The game survive. You ever played that? It's an older one. Oh my
2: goodness!
3: Yeah. Love the game. I love the game. And uh Good but game. I felt bad. Like my kids don't want to. Like they don't want to do that to someone else. And t- it's just we have a very different household. I would. I mean, I have no problem with that. But I just don't want kids crying at the end of the game.
0: So. <laughs> right. It well, sounds, like have, sounds like we have similar families yeah. crying at the end of the game.
3: Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs>
2: that's
1: it. <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Games that make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai, whatever no. this is. Games that rip families apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
0: That's funny. Pl- well, Sheriff well, of this, Nottingham. This, that'll do it. Yeah. This 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 Starship Samurai will definitely do it as well. So <laughs> I yeah. mean,
1: we were playing Timeline one time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and Jonah made his sister cry. <laughs> A time the timeline. Oh no!
3: Which ver? Was it the historical version? Like which version of yes. timeline was it? Okay. Yes, it yeah. was. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Yep, Hamilton. Every time that card you play Every it, time. forget it. Good God! That's samurai showed up. What is it? Samurai planet.
2: Start starship. Starship samurai. samurai. So there you have it, everybody, looks good. So good. All right. What I I meant to do this with the others. What would you give this on a scale of one to ten. One being watered down, uh, like you've had ice in, in some iced tea, and it got watered down, and it's unsweet, so it don't taste good. To a ten, which is like the best sweet tea you've ever had.
1: We're talking about Starship Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give it. Um, yeah, I'd give it a eight, easily. Really,
0: I think yeah. I gave it a nine on BGG. Jeez. I, I think I, I think I'd give it a nine. I, I really, really like that game
2: yeah i really enjoyed it too man there you go all right so next up we're gonna talk about what we thought of the con as a whole so from my experience and i think i can speak for my dad here as well um we've this is the only board game con we've ever been to we've gone to it twice now
1: no so. i've been to one called oh, tantrum yeah. con that's true that's true. our friends at tantrum house here in uh greenville so they had a small con so we went to that
2: so we've only been to small cons though. We've never been to like Gen Con or uh Origins or anything like that SN. But Adam has, I believe. That is that right? What have you been yep. to?
0: Yep, I mean, you know, my family not quite being in the the board game hobby as much as me kind of made fun of my wife and I for going to Gen Con for our anniversary, but you know, we went up there a couple of years ago for our anniversary and then came to Dice Tower Con and there is a big difference between the two. If, if you're going down to play games and meet up with people and be in a smaller atmosphere with uh, a lot of people that are there to play games and have a good time, Dice Tower Con's amazing. Now, if you're in for a spectacle where you're going to look at all the new games and you want to go to, I guess, what's Boots. it called? The, the booth. The Exhibitor Hall. The Exhibitor Hall, then Gen Con is the place to go. And, and just for a grand scale of insanity gen con is definitely out there uh, uh, people everywhere but you could go into the exhibitor hall all day long the entire time you're there and still not see everything but if you're going to play games and hang out with good people like we did then it's a great time at dice tower con so there was a big difference between the two of them and gen con is just a a spectacle in itself t-shirt tower in the middle of the convention exhibitors hall that just goes to the roof and everything you could possibly ever see and demo every game imaginable and uh but going to play games with individuals and then actually being able to play a full game of an at the exhibitors hall is also really nice at dice tower con so i was i was for my first time at dice tower con i was like oh we're actually gonna sit here and play the whole game in the exhibitor hall that's really nice and so we could just sit and play and and uh feel feel the game out and see how it goes so it it was a it was a great time to sit and play some games for sure
2: would you go back
0: 100 percent. i'm sure my wife and i were talking on the way home and uh it was probably one of our best family vacations and i mean we come to the northwest all the time and we travel all over the place but for for my family it was an amazing experience it was a great time that's awesome that's awesome what do you think dad
1: yeah i love it i mean it's uh it's very friendly um it's not too large um it's just the right size Uh, it may uh, depending on what they're going for uh it may get bigger but i kind of think they like the size that it is right now uh the guys at dice tower um this year i volunteered and helped with the hot games area and some in the library and I enjoyed that it was a lot of fun to be able to uh, play some new games and learn how to uh, play them and then share that with other people so I was able to play some games that I probably (coughs) otherwise might not would have uh, gotten around to playing Um, but everyone's just really friendly Uh, it's very family oriented um if if you want to play a game and you need some uh players you just put a sign out on your table and people will just show up and so you meet people there um and uh just play it's really fun it's a, it's a good experience for sure
2: oh yeah and it's a good place to get to hang out and play games with any of the dice tower contributors or dice tower guys and actually a lot of the publishers At least some of the smaller publishers, like the Druid City guy and all those come and play games in the um, game room after the exhibitor hall closes at like six or seven, something like that. So that's cool. You can play games with those guys. And I had a blast at it. I think it's fantastic. Have you been to any uh, board game cons, Mr. Chip?
3: Uh, So I was just taking a look at the cons I've been to. Origins in 1997, Jay. 1997. You You were kicking slats out of your crib. In ninety right <laughs> uh, but I was at that, and that's when magic before they even had a pro tour, I believe um wow. and it was you said something about the uh the big wall of t-shirts like that was it kind of had that gen con feel origins did uh-huh. back in the day, um uh, but I, you know, I'm excited I'm going to Pax Unplugged, which is I'm oh, hoping yeah, has like that kind of that kind of vibe, you know that's what I'm really. Uh, and the Pax guys are amazing, so that should be uh, that should be really good. I was for a minute until you mentioned the family game thing, so I felt bad making a joke. But you were at hot games, so I, I was that like the adult game section,
1: <laughs> kind of like
3: hidden in the back. But then you said, well, yes. man, family." So okay, well maybe there's different types of games there. I don't know.
1: That's <laughs> funny. But uh, but was it like yeah. low, was it low key? I mean,
3: it it had a it looked like it had a real good vibe to it, and I, I would hope that it would. It sounds like you were able to play a lot and. Uh, which seems to be a, a real unique thing about a, a con because you're usually just walking all over the place and seeing vendors and that kind of kind of stuff.:
1: Yeah, I, I
2: played almost 30 games.:
3: Whoa, that's awesome.:
2: Yeah, and like 25 of those games were new to me that I've never played before.: Jeez,
0: I think so I played that, was, 17. that was awesome. I think I played 17 new games, so yeah. that was great.:
1: Yeah, I was able to play like around 20. Uh, new ways. games. And I and I had bought Starship Samurai before we went and played it, but I still counted it as a new game since I, I didn't have it that long. But yeah, I played at least twenty different new games.
3: That's pretty cool. I mean you mentioned like that uh, that a lot of the, the developers will actually come out and the guys who make the games and you know when you yep. think about it, I heard a stat, I think it was uh Zach Bunn was talking about it on Covenant Cast and he said mm-hmm. like three thousand to four thousand new games yeah. this year. Like I mean you're not gonna if you want to get rich there's a lot of different things you Correct. can do. Don't design a board game, right? I mean, you do it because you love it and you want to see people play your game and your creation. And so what better way to do that than with the people who make the games? I mean, that's that's pretty unique uh, to be able to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I watched that today, actually. I do think it's really awesome at Dice Harakon, you get to play whole games. So like, I went to the booth for, uh, what is it? Lu- Lucky Fish Games or something like that. I can't remember. And I got to play Chronicles Chronicles of Crime and I, we played the entire game. That's like wow. an hour. That was that was a blast. I really like that game. Lucky Duck Games. I think that's what they're Lucky called. Lucky Duck, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Lucky Fish. What am I talking about? Never even heard of it. <laughs> Chronicles of Crime.
3: What the heck is this?
2: All right. So Chronicles of Crime is this like it in my opinion, it takes the Sherlock Holmes game, turns it into an app game with a board and cards. Oh look at that. Cool. And it's like no, like you don't have to read a ton of ton of stuff. You're not looking at spreadsheets while you're playing a game. Like you're actually having fun, and you have visual stuff to look at. And one, the one cool mechanism, yeah, you get to put on these little goggle things onto your phone and look around the crime scene and look for clues and stuff. It's really really interesting.
3: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah they um, were the, the the lucky duck. Um, game booth they were just I, I said i backed it and they were just so thankful they they were the nicest guys cool. and so they got their jetpack joyride up and that was actually a really fun game <laughs> i i really enjoyed that game more than i thought i would so we we demoed that one and i'm kind of waiting for chronicles of crime yeah um jetpack joyride they, they were,
3: is that the uh, like yeah, base, i was based
0: on the the app yeah and it was it was really fun so i know it's on kickstarter right now and uh I would recommend that one for sure. Huh. It was a it was a great time.
3: Very cool.
2: Chronicles of Crime too. When that comes out, get it. It is Oh yeah. A- especially if you feel like this Sherlock Holmes I,
3: style game. I absolutely yeah. love like to me that that's my kind of game all day. But like you said, you gotta turn page. You would, pay, you like, would like, love this. Arabian Nights, I love that style too. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: But I, I know going back to playing with the developers, we played what did we play? Um Don't Mess with Cthulhu <laughs> with uh the big kid games and then and Druid with, uh, City games. Druid and... City games. And we had a great mm-hmm. time. So, yeah, if you're if you're sitting down and thinking about going to, to Dice TerraCon, you'll see. I mean, oh, I know Emerson Matsuji was playing yeah. um, right next to us. What was that dice game in the bowl? I can't think of the name of it. Strike. That's it, I like Strike. That game so, too. you know, he's, there's just everybody's throughout the hall having a great time playing games.
1: I can't find yeah, Strike, it, by the way. It's really cool because, uh, like, um, Ignacy uh-huh. uh, was there with. Uh, portal games uh they had their own room so he had his new detective game out there and he personally was demoing it with uh people uh the entire time too the the entire time yeah the entire time eric lane was there walking around interacting with people and playing games and you know the all of the you know a lot of the people that you see Uh, on YouTube uh, commenting on games and all were there walking around so you got to interact with uh, these people and it was just really really nice to see that uh, everyone's just really down to earth and approachable and friendly and um, yeah it's just a really cool feeling to be in a room with that many people playing that many games 24 hours a day for five days it's just ridiculous.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, it was. It's definitely worth going to. So, one other really cool aspect about Dice Tower Con we haven't mentioned yet is they have a speed dating time on like one day. They give you like a couple... There's a span of like three to four hours where you play test your uh, prototype and then publishers come in and you get like a five to 15 minute... I think it was like five minutes speed date with all these publishers to pitch your game and adam actually got to do this because him and his son daniel designed the game would you like to uh, talk about that a little bit for us sure
0: yeah um you know we, we saw on dice tower con that they had the speed dating sign up so daniel and i had decided to design this game for his invention convention at school and and he told me he wanted to make a game about trading tea and i was like you're crazy kid what are you what are you talking about so he started to explain some of his ideas and uh we put this game together and it, it really came together very well it's a bit of a unique game so we thought you know why not give this a shot and see what people think about it so we signed up for the speed dating and i didn't hear anything for a while and was like okay well i, I don't know if we're gonna get in and we heard hey you know sell it send us your, your sell sheet so threw one together very quickly and it looked pretty good sent them a sell sheet and then yeah we got invited to the speed dating so we got we got put into a play testing uh day it was a couple hours with play testing with people who might want to come in and try out uh different games that people have and there were some really really good looking games that people had put together so we had a couple guys come in and play test the game and it went really well and then that night we had uh, about two and a half hours to meet with some of the developers and um Those guys came in. I know they had a long day. They looked tired and and uh, came in, and we had to do a five minute pitch to these developers. And so it wasn't the easiest thing in the world for sure to do a five minute pitch on this game about trading tea. You know, it doesn't sound the greatest, but when you play the game, it's actually quite a bit of fun. So we so we did some pitches to individuals that came in, and they had a long day and and some great looking prototypes were there and and it was pretty fun you know it was interesting to sit there and try to sell a game to publishers who are getting awards the next night or even an hour i guess it was an hour later from the dice tower awards you're watching some of these publishers you're selling a game to go up and get awards and it it was um it was tough it was it was hard to to sell that game, any mistake you made there, you'd have like 20 minutes in between and you might make another mistake trying to sell the game at the same time. So um, we definitely learned some learned some great things about the game. It sounds like it, it has some potential for sure. And then we learned some ways to make it better. So we're going to increase some, change some of the rules of the game, change some things and try again. And it, it was a lot of fun, but uh, I really appreciate those developers that came out and after a long day of selling games in the exhibitor hall coming out and you know just talking to individuals who have some interesting ideas on games Uh, but it was a really good experience tough for sure and uh but i would recommend it to anybody who who has a prototype to come in and just see what people think, you know, if it's good, if it's bad, what changes can you make? Because I know Jeremiah, you played it for the first time, David, you've played it. And then we had some individuals come and play it at the play testing day. And then, um, I know I saw a demo of a guy playing it in, in the gaming room for a, a, another game that looked amazing. And he did a great job. So it, it does get your game out there. And, and um, you get to talk to these developers who are, who are in the business and get some good pointers from it
2: for sure so did you learn anything from this experience and like do you have any tips for other people that might be wanting to do this like that what what they should
0: do (laughs) well i some tips for sure if you're with your son is to make sure that he is scripted because i know we definitely lost a couple (laughs) people when he was trying to sell the game so he would go off into a a, uh completely off in space and i'm like man we were talking in between the session in between the developers i'm like you gotta we gotta sell this thing in five minutes you can't go off into some tangent so i'd say a definite tip is to have a script going beforehand winging it is not probably the best idea like we did and um a decent looking prototype i know a lot of people are looking about gameplay and but if it looks even half decent i know we We used a digital art pad and taped some some printed (laughs) pictures to cards right but it still looked okay um another person had a really good like 3d printed model it does definitely make a difference so i'd say that's a that's a huge thing is try to at least make it look half decent so that when they're coming there it you know the visual appeal definitely sells for games right now i i'm a visual appeal guy so i can't make a game without it looking decent i'm not going to play test the thing like 20 different times if it doesn't look good because it's, it's just i can't do it myself so uh, it does help i think other people play as well and i do think if you're going to go do a uh, something like this a speed dating um before the before the publishers come in be prepared for a good wait in between time and a quick quick turnaround 5 minutes goes very fast so if we were to do it again i think we'd be a little bit more prepared for a 5 minute very quick sales pitch um, yeah and and i do know i know <laughs> the game i think was be lives or be lives or something like that and i whoever, think it's be lives oh uh, I'm telling you, the mat they made was gorgeous. <laughs> and, and and just walking around, I know they talked about it on the the developers round table, playing it with a bunch of people, they were right. So I'd say I'd suggest that too. I think if we were to do it again, we'll bring it and make it look a little better and, and play it in the hall because I can't tell you how many times I walked past that game, saw yeah. it, I knew they were in the playtest demo and just was like, man, that looks so much better than my game. I don't even <laughs> want to present it. But they did a really good job of of presenting that game in the demo, in the play area, in the hall, and it was great.
2: Well, there you go, folks. There you have it. So one last thing we're going to talk about before we uh, hit the road here is going to be our favorite experience we had at Dice Con. And then for Mr. Chip, it'll just be your favorite gaming experience you've had in general. Thank Sound you. like a plan? Sounds great. All right. So dad, do you want to start us off? What was your favorite experience you had at Dice TowerCon?
1: Um, I really enjoyed playing, uh, two rooms in a boom. I thought that was a fun, uh, social deduction kind of game. My daughter loves any kind of deductive game. (laughs) And, um, uh, we got to play with a bunch of people. Um, Brothers Murph was in there playing, Tantrum House was in there playing, Um, Adam and his family, ours. It was just a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad I got to experience that. So uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a special time.
0: Adam? Adam? I'm gonna be, be cheesy here. I think. I think my best experience was just coming down with you guys and playing games. Like,
2: oh, you're so sweet. I'm such oh a sappy, Lord, sappy. Person. This is how this is uh, gonna go. I mean, huh?
0: I mean, I, I can't deny that. There's, there's just so many good games. We played a bunch. I mean, we played gizmos together at like two o'clock in the morning. We played ice <laughs> right. cool at two o'clock in the morning. We, did. We, played, we played all these different games and there there's just so many great games. But I know for my family, being around you guys, um, being at that convention center with the hotel, you know, my son is 12 years old. He's, he's starting to gain some independence and going out with, you know, your brother and son, Jonah, and having – and a great time that was the best experience we had just going down with you guys riding the bus down going with will from tantrum house it was a great experience all around and one that will be memorable for my family so I, as cheesy as it is i love <laughs> I, I do it was a great time coming down with you guys and just playing a bunch of games and i, yeah. I can to do it again it was it was great
2: oh yeah um uh, for me i was gonna say two rooms and a boom but i'm not gonna say that now um because that, that was awesome. That first time playing that was amazing. Um, and then a close second would be the... Uh, well, the one I'm going to say is playing Gloomhaven for the first time, but a close second was when I made that flick in Ice Cool 2. Oh, that, was, rid- like...
0: uh, that was ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it oh, went shit. like it crossed the board. It rolled on the fish on top of the door room. Came down, <laughs> spun around, and went through the door. It was sick.
0: Yeah, that was like 2 o'clock in the morning and the thing flips up, <laughs> spins around all the walls, on the top of the walls, mind you, and then through the door and yeah, that was, that was an amazing, amazing <laughs> shot.
2: That was awesome. But yeah, playing Gloomhaven for the first time was so amazing. I instantly bought it and have been playing it solo like crazy since I've got it. I just love everything about that game. Yeah. and i don't like i can play it for the next year and i don't think i'll beat it you're gonna so. need to
3: because you can't get flowers for your wedding anymore because the game's like 200 bucks <laughs> So that's really nice that you got that right before you got married i'm sure your wife loves it <laughs> good god
0: she'll
2: she'll understand
0: i'm glad i'm glad that was a good experience for you because i was like a little nervous about teaching the game because it is a bit of a bear to teach Hey, eh? so i was definitely like oh this is going to be interesting <laughs>
2: Is definitely a very hefty game in weight and in gameplay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like physical weight, not just gameplay weight.
2: Yeah, like actual physical weight. This thing is like what,
0: fifteen pounds? I think when I got it, my shipping uh, notice said twenty-five pounds. So, oh good. my
3: god, <laughs> good lord! This thing yeah.
0: is
2: huge, but it's totally worth it. Yeah, I will say, like. Getting it out and putting it away is a pain, but I went and got a bunch of like tackle boxes, and I've kind of sorted stuff out, so it's a little easier. <laughs> but uh, it is, it is a game that is for sure. And I played it with you, uh, Adam, Dad, and I played it with uh, Will from Tantrum House, and I think he enjoyed it as well, even though it's not his style of game. I think he can definitely see and like respect how awesome this game is. Yeah, it he won like six awards at Dice Tower Awards. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Will is more of a. I think he said he was more of a Euro gamer. I know Lorenzo was kind of divided between you two when we played that, and uh, so he loved it. You're, you know, it was up and it was okay, but um, even even him is more of a Euro gamer. I think he said he was really he he kind of had a hankering afterwards to play play Gloomhaven again after.
2: Nice, yeah, yeah. I really, if you haven't played Gloomhaven yet, go get it right now and play it because it's amazing.
0: And yes, yeah. it, it can be played solo very well, and, oh yeah, uh, very well and and I know it maybe maybe it's a segment we do in the future with with kids and what games you know what strategy games go well with them that maybe you won't expect, but my kids love the game how they does that, love it
3: how does it compare to like seventh continent
0: um seventh continent's quite a bit of a different beast okay. it that's it, more of a exploration game and I, mm. um, my kids enjoyed that but i actually think they like gloomhaven significantly more okay good they, they like the ability like they, they like you know you have a um you have a quest that you have to do you have an objective you have to do to move on to a new guy so they're all really trying to get the objective because there's like a box <laughs> full of guys that you i i won't let them open until they complete it so they're really motivated to get uh, through cool. it and i know jeremiah you got to the story point where they my kids took it really personally at a, a turning point in the story where they were like, well, we don't want to do that. Oh, la, la, so la, they, la Spoiler. La, la Right. I'm not, I'm la, not doing any spoilers. La, There's no la. spoilers there. They just, they did not like some of the things that went on. So it, it does have a really cool story that goes with it. And they, they really got into it. So cool. I know probably a not a, not a lot of, um, nine, 10 and 11 year olds are playing Gloomhaven, but I know, um, my family has really had a great time playing it.
2: Yep. Gloomhaven, everybody. All right, Mr. Chip, what is your favorite gaming experience? Or like one year top 10, whatever.
3: Um, well, I'll tell you what. Listening to you uh, do play-by-play of Ice Cool, is, uh, that's probably <laughs> right, up, that's right up there. That's in my top five. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you my favorite memory. How about that? An experience uh, playing games. For. It happened to be in, uh, in Canada where one of us is from. And uh, nice. but it was it was in Toronto, it was at the uh, the the Castle Board Game Cafe and board game cafes are something that I just wish in my area like that at night i stay up and think like man if we could open one right here it'd be perfect with <laughs> beer and games like got to be ideal or panera bread which i know you guys like too but uh, <laughs> but it, uh, so i love toronto for that and snakes and lattes and all those great uh, great board game cafes that are there but a castle board game uh, cafe i actually uh, brought before we got there. She wasn't my wife, but afterwards she was because I proposed to her at Castle Board Game uh, Cafe, nice. and I had um, I had arranged the whole thing beforehand. And um, actually, there's a game called Diamonds, which I which I love, <laughs> um, and I gave it to the uh, the. I felt bad because the the guy who owned the uh, the the cafe, <clears throat> like I put the ring inside of this game he's like all right i have to tell everyone here that this is not our game like he's gonna watch? like he kept it like lock and key which was great but uh they came out to suggest some games and they said why, why don't you try this one she's like man they're really pushy with this game and uh, <laughs> she opened it up and the ring was in there so uh she said mm. thankfully she said yes so that was my favorite gaming memory
2: <laughs> there you go that's yeah. awesome we're all just being
0: snappy huh yeah, that I think that crushes every game moment I've ever had. Maybe. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. Like T- you know, taking your kids to something like that. Like I mean, you you explained it really well. Like that. That's a. That's kind of a a parent's dream, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Or to podcast right. with your son. I mean, here it is. Like this is a real <laughs>
1: yeah, dream right exactly, here. Exactly. Right.
0: I, l-
3: I like your dad way better than you, Jay. I hate to tell you. That. Great, thank you.
2: I appreciate <laughs> it. Just saying. I'm just saying. You guys can just start doing discard to re-roll. Them, sounds huh?
1: sounds. There good. you have it.
2: <laughs> Two worst destiny players <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're doing
2: the best podcast that's it
3: that's what we do oh,
2: man uh, all right so that was all of our favorite or most memorable experiences we've had in gaming and we're gonna segue into uh like bad gaming experiences and what we think causes games to be bad and why they're bad uh and like how it affects what we think about the games and like gaming in general this was kind of something adam wanted to talk about i figured it would be really interesting to do on uh, our first podcast so i'm gonna let you take it over
0: sure um and i'm I'm gonna call out my sister a little bit on this so if you're listening i'm sorry but (laughs) this is definitely the reason why i thought about this so we we went to same thing um interactivity cafe here in victoria and it's a great board game cafe and i took my brothers and my sister out and i'm like all right we got to play viticulture it's my favorite game love that game you you know love it and we're sitting there we're playing and my wife is there and we're, we're playing this game and having a great time and then it gets her turn to choose the turn order track and it's Eight minutes. I mean, my wife is recording her, is timing her because it's just so insane. Eight minutes just to determine where you are on the wake-up chart or wake-up track. And I was like, if this was my first game of playing this, I would despise this game. It's just, <laughs> it's a slog fest. And so, sorry, Judy, if you're listening, it was it was a bit painful. And But that's my favorite game. And even I, at that point, was like... <laughs> I don't even want to play this anymore. <laughs> so my favorite game, number one game, I love it. And I'd say just... It was a pair that, that just took a long time of AP, and that was definitely a hard one, for sure. Luckily, it didn't skew your view of the game any you No, far. I mean, me and my wife played a lot, and that's I still love it. And I I think I introduced it to David, and uh, love that game. Love it. It's so good. But we you had have Trace played it
2: before, it. so... Having played me? it, you you had played it before. Yeah. I think that yeah. um, having a bad game experience for the first time playing a game really does skew uh-huh. how you feel about the game. So, I, like, I would
0: love to ask my brothers what they think about it because they're probably like, you like that game? That game's garbage. I'm yeah, sure exactly. were-
3: <laughs> It's kind of a tough sell, isn't it? I mean, it's about wine.
2: <laughs> like, is
0: it really? It is, but man, it's just got so many. If you haven't played it, it's got so many great elements to yeah. it. I love the cards, and I highly recommend buying the uh, I think it's the Visitor of More more Visitors or Visitors of More expansion because it just gives you more of those cards, and that's where the game shines. It's just being able to pick those cards up and be able to do different actions, and you never see them twice, and it scales amazingly well with two to six players. And I just love it, except for that one night. It was tragically terrible.
2: Which is really interesting. (laughs) This is your favorite game. Yep. And then the first time you played Scythe, you had a negative play experience. (laughs) And
0: you hate that game. I don't hate that game. I played it with David, and I played it with our friend Andy, and I had a great time playing it, but, man... I backed it on Kickstarter, so excited, love Viticulture, and for some reason that game just does not work well with me. And uh, I'm just not a fan of it, but I will play it with those guys anytime (laughs) because they're great to play with, and it is a much better experience with them.
2: Do you think your first play, being such a bad play experience, skewed how you felt about the (laughs) Uh game at all?
0: No, because I still played it with them and didn't like it all that much, but I'd still play it with them because they're fun to play with, and it was still a good time. Okay. <laughs> so I was still, like, the problems I had with the game, um, I still had with when we played with different groups. It's just, for some reason, I, I'm i the minority in this one, but I it just doesn't go well with me.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dad, I think I, you've had a bad play experience
1: I know Nevaeh did with. uh... (laughs) I was going to say, how many games have I played with your brother Jonah? Um, (laughs) Which one? No. No, I actually do like playing with Jonah. He's a lot of fun. And can Jonah not take Scythe and make it a
0: take back game? I mean, like. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Jonah joined in our game of Scythe he always talks a lot of junk. Okay. So (laughs) he talks a lot of junk all the time. And Oh, I'm going to beat you fools. I'm going to beat you fools. Okay. Sure. Jonah. I'm I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. Join in and play. And then I'm looking and he's, we've already played a half a game and he's, very, very close to us. I was like, "Whoa, okay, never mind." You can actually talk junk in this game, right? Yeah. Well, I think he makes it take that just by the amount of trash talking he does. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, no doubt and about everyone's it. Everyone's
2: complaint about Scythe is that like the fighting feels like it's not necessary except to get <laughs> those achievements. But that's what he does. He just that's, fights you.
1: That's what oh, he yeah. likes. That's what he likes. that that is that is Jonah hands down. No question about it. Um, I guess so it's kind of funny because we're talking about Stonemare games here. So one of my worst experiences <laughs> ever was at our friendly local game store uh, here in Greenville that we patronize all the time, love those people at boardwalk uh, games. And um, so we had uh, a game night there and I went and I so wanted to play Scythe. I, we had just got back from Dice Tower the first time we went, which was last year. And uh, we wanted to uh, do a, uh, you know, kind of play through of um, Scythe. Uh, and it was just taking forever for the guy that was teaching it to teach it. So we got up and left and did not get to play it. That was one of my goals uh, that year was a play site. Did not get to do it. So when we had our game night here in Greenville following that uh, particular uh, con, uh, I went and uh, a guy was had brought his site there. I mean, he had it totally uh, with all of the upgraded resources. I mean, it was totally pimped out as far as you could pimp out sight. And um he said, sure, I'll teach you. So we sit down and it's a full load playing the game. And he is just the he is just so ridiculously obnoxious and arrogant with teaching the game. It's like uh, okay, he he barely told you what to do. And then when you had a question, he was like, uh, didn't I just say that? <laughs> uh, are you, that's what you're supposed to do, read your board. It's right there in front of your face. Uh, and so I'm sitting there thinking, this sorry son of a gun uh, is the rudest person I've ever tried to play a game with in my life. And I just was like totally hating that whole experience. I don't know why I left from there, wanting to play the game again um, after that, because I was just done. Um, but that was probably my worst experience. I did end up buying the game, and I love the game. I've got all the expansions. We love. I love uh, Stonemeyer Games. Um, I think I have all of his games uh, that he's uh, Jamie's produced. Um, we've just started Charterstone. Uh, here, so I I love it. I love eu- Euphoria, um, VidiCulture, all of that stuff. Um, but that was the worst uh, learning of a game I have ever experienced in my life. And we talked about this before that there is an art to teaching a game, right? And and uh, certainly if you want, if you like the game, uh, and you're going to teach it. You should absolutely let your love of that game shine through so everybody can kind of buy into your experience with that game as well. And this dude just did not do it. I was just like, you know, I wanted to flip the table. (laughs) I mean, I was done
0: (laughs) with this guy. But yeah, that that was my worst uh, gaming experience so far so that's that's funny because that kind of ties into like my favorite game eh like again viticulture and and you're we just started hanging out and you're telling me this story and i'm like oh great here i go i'm gonna teach viticulture you know another another (laughs) game right i'm like i better i I better not teach it the same way that uh he just said so uh, (laughs) so yeah exactly right when we started Started to play together. That was definitely the story I heard, and I was like, "Oh, well."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But Adam, you you can teach a game pretty well, so you did a good job thank with that. You. Trace and I love VidiCulture too, so we bought it right after you taught us how to well, thank it. you. But I agree with uh, I, I agree with um, discard to reroll. His comment on uh, viticulture is about wine is kind of like, mm, do I really want to buy a board game about wine? <laughs> yeah you know it's like a board game about sheep. Do I really need a board yeah. game about sheep? I don't know. <laughs> there's just not something you know exciting about that theme, but uh, yeah, I love it. it.'s a it's a great little game.
2: Well, there you go. Uh, Mr. Chip, you got any negative play experiences?
3: You know, it's funny. My experience is, a, maybe? I was thinking about how uh, teaching on the other side of that uh, coin is, I just, I loathe it. No, because it's <laughs> like, you have to be in a group of people who um, who want to learn the game, right? So, I, I, people know that I play games and they said, you know, bring some of those cool games that you have because everybody has lame games when I go to their house. So I bring the resistance, which I love that game and it's a good party game. Again, it's that uh, um, secret identity type of a deal and social deduction. So, you know, it can play well at parties and it's not the most complicated game in the world. But if, if people don't want to learn that game, like they're just, like it's not going to happen. And so then, and then when you're explaining it, it, you're, you got to kind of tell them the theme and the more you do, like when you read some of the rules like out loud, they sound ridiculous, and people are mm-hmm. laughing at you as you read. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to read these to you. If you do not want to play, it's fine. Like, no, no, please, re- you know, read it. And then people leave halfway through, and you're like, you know, this is just a nightmare. Like, yeah, ha- you got to have the right kind of game for that experience. Um, but it, you know that that can be treacherous. So I feel like my. Uh, experiences that have not been positive have been and I, you know I placed it on me I didn't I didn't pick the right game to play so you end up playing like games like ice cool or you play uh, tumbling dice or you play yeah. you know games that you can hold a beer and yeah, and yeah you know with very <laughs> yeah. simple instructions because no one right. unless you have like a quiet environment or that people are going to be willing to uh like viticulture is probably not something you're going to whip out right you know when there's flip (laughs) cup going on the other room viticulture is not the game that's
1: happening (laughs) when it takes 20 minutes to teach someone how to play zombie dice there's a problem
3: yeah that's not good (laughs) that's not good at all that's not good at all i finally got the hang of that game though but it's not anyway so that's that's probably mine jay
2: yeah what about you what about you i don't really have any super negative ones but I'll instead of saying one of my own, I'll say one of my sister's. She loves, uh, like d- deduction type games, not like hidden identity, but like deducing. So like Sherlock Holmes games, unlock, escape the room, that kind of stuff. Those are fun. Yeah. And sh- she was playing. Uh, was it, is it unlock? Yeah. She was playing one of the unlock games with a friend of ours, and he's very, he's hyperactive. Is it-
1: He's, He's an alpha gamer too. Yes, oh, alpha gamer. My least so favorite gamer.
2: Do, yeah, he wanted to unlock everything. He he knew he knew exactly what to do, even when he didn't, and he wanted to do it exactly how he wanted to oh, do God. it. And it just completely ruined that whole <laughs> unlock game for her. And she said she will never play unlock with him ever again.
1: She literally threw it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that game goes in order, so it's tough. She was done. (laughs)
3: God. She was furious. You know what game, by the way, I've been just thinking about that I really liked and I want to play again based on today was uh, uh, Deception Murder in Hong Kong. You ever played that game? I love that game. game. There's an expansion for it too, I heard.
1: Yeah. That is her favorite game. She will play (laughs) that game out every game night. We have to do at least one game of Deception Murder in Hong Kong with the expansion. I love it.
2: She cannot wait for Chronicles of Crime to come out because uh, that might be her new favorite game when that drops. Oh, nice. Probably. Wow. And what's cool did. about it, it's like all this stuff is fairly, like the evidence cards are fairly generic, so right. they can make new scenarios through the app. So you'll never right, run right. out of
0: scenarios, which is cool. That's very cool. I pretty much, I pretty much backed that game for her because I know how excited yeah. she was. She was like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, <so> we'll <laughs> yeah. have to bring it over and play. If
1: it yeah. if it has the word deception, Sherlock, <laughs> or murder on it,
3: <laughs> she's in. She,
1: she is all it. over it.
3: <laughs> I love those type of games too. She's my type of gamer.
2: So there you go, folks. Um, so it sounds like none of our play experiences really affected the, how we felt about a game, though.
1: Um. No, I mean, I've I've played games that I just didn't like after I played it, you know? But it wasn't because of a bad experience, it's because I just didn't like the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So I I think that's a good thing. And it's interesting how uh, bad experiences pan out. I hate... One thing I hate is playing... Trying to play a game with non-gamers. I'm not being like...
1: You're an um, elitist.
2: I'm not being an elitist, because I like playing games with non-gamers. It's just... They don't take it seriously. So, like, True. they're getting up and leaving in the middle of the game. And, like, that, when it comes <laughs> to something like the Resistance, like you were saying, that kind of like changes the dynamic of the game, which it's not supposed I, to be. Like, it's I hard to explain.
1: <laughs> kind of like playing Rising Sun with six people.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> playing with six people is fine. Playing with a guy who doesn't play board games but is a bit different. But I do think I'm gonna stu- I'm stole this one from the you know the blue peg pink peg guys. But putting your name in the top of the box that changes everything. Oh yeah, that, yeah. like that changes the way people view the game. And so where most people, yeah, maybe they won't, might not be so invested in the game. I've noticed anyways because I play with a lot of college students and we play with a lot of coaches that I that I work with. And oh, what well, my name goes in the box it's a quite a bit different mentality then it gets a little bit more competitive they take it a little bit more seriously so i i found that little change makes a big difference when it when people take it a little bit more seriously definitely that's
1: something we picked up our family picked up from adam and what he's talking about is when we play a game um whoever is the winner of that game the inside of the top of the box you get to write your name and you put a little uh dash there and you keep a tally of how many times you win that game and so any one of our games that we pull out and play you can look on the top of the box and in the inside of the top of the box and see uh whose names are there who's played it how many times they they've won um and it's kind of cool for yourself to kind of you know keep a, a a record of what game you're good at and what game you totally suck at because <laughs> your name is not in the box at all it is and it does change it it's kind of like it's uh yeah, I want my name in there. You know, why not? Why wouldn't I want my name in? So it is It is a lot of fun. That's
3: a great idea. I love that.
1: Yep.
2: All right, guys. I think that's going to be it for this episode. It's the first episode of Southern Fried Game Night, and it was probably absolute trash. Some some, <laughs> <laughs> some stale, non-greasy chicken from Church of Chicken, if you've ever been there <laughs> The kind that makes you sick the next day. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy it, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, we'll see you all next time.